Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the unconscious patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. Years ago, when I was just out of college, I had a friend who was a terrible driver. She'd be driving along and simply stop paying attention to the road, spending alarming stretches of time focused on the passenger or the radio, or maybe something she was eating while in the car. Miraculously, she never actually got into a huge accident, but every time she drove, she'd cut other drivers off, blow through stop signs or red lights, and wander from her lane into the adjacent one, things like that. Drivers around her would become enraged that they'd have to slam on their brakes or swerve to avoid her, and pedestrians would yell, yell obscenities at her. The weirdest thing about all of this is that she'd always respond with indignation, believing that they should have stopped or slowed down or waited for her to do whatever she wanted. She always thought it was someone else's fault, and as far as she was concerned, she somehow always had the right of way. To say that she drove with a sense of entitlement would be a major understatement. As polarity increases, so too does entitlement. Those who are firmly rooted in the old consciousness, and even some who are exploring the new, but aren't as mindful or self-aware as they could be, are demanding more time, more money, more attention, more everything, for no reason other than they feel they deserve it. And it's mostly irrelevant to them how it impacts others. Today, we're going to address where this pattern comes from and what the little known and huge consequences to our personal and spiritual advancement are when we run this distortion pattern, but don't address it. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. Today, in Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, we're discussing, do you know when you diva? Ooh, something that I find particularly juicy. And in the last year, I've seen, seen it a lot in a lot of people. And of course, I'm always checking myself to see if it's coming in me as <laughs> well. But I would umbrella this pattern or behavior as self-entitlement. Mm -hmm. And I would love to unpack why that even exists mm -hmm. in the collective, because there's a lot of people seem to have this pattern, including myself. <laughs> and I'd love to know, like, how do we work through that? Why we have it? And you know, what's the impact of this? You know, just understand it a little bit more. Yeah, totally. I think it's a really great question because I feel like it's been increasing uh, since polarity has been on the rise. Mm. And, um, you know, as you would say, people are being a little bit naughty, you know. <laughs> a little bit. Naughty. Yeah. So, um, to me, well, I'll just start, start talking about the consequences mm. of self-entitlement because most people don't really... for. Well, I'm going to back up even further and say most people who are self-entitled don't even really realize that they are being that way. Oh, yeah. It's really easy to see it in other people. You know, you're like, oh, well, doesn't she think that she's really important because that person's being demanding or feels they have a right to my time or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But it's harder to be aware of it in ourselves. So I thought I would talk a little bit about the consequences of it. So why do we care 
you know, mm. that when we're acting self-entitled, like how does it impact us? Yeah. So I think um, it impacts us in a, in a number of levels. Uh, the first is it can create, it's interesting, when we're entitled or self-entitled or however you want to call it, um, we can get very, um, we can drop in our frequency bandwidth a mm. lot. And we're very much in what I would call our little S self perspective of the ego mind, mm -hmm. right? Because it's all about um, me, my needs, what I think is right, what I think I deserve, what should be accessible to me. It's very much through that filter of the small S or the little S self. Mm -hmm. And it's often based in scarcity, right? It's like, I, I want, I deserve to have more of something, right? So it's kind of a weird, like, um, odd pattern that shows up often in terms of lack, you know, like I need to have more attention. I need to have more time. I need to have oh. more, I need to have more, whatever it is, money, whatever it is, you know, like more free treats at Costco, whatever it is, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and sugar-free. Yeah, exactly, sugar-free yeah. samples. Wheat-free, gluten-free, yeah. yeah. Exactly, and it's all about my needs. Exactly. Right? Exactly, right? <laughs> so um, to me, that's where it comes from. It's mm -hmm. when you anchor into the little S self and you're not really being mindful of your impact on others. Mm, that's That's the biggest part that I've noticed. It's... People seem to be unaware of the impact it has on the people around them when they're in that pattern. Totally. And the shocking part for me is that they don't even recognize the subtlety and nuances of that pattern. Yeah. And it's like, and when you're on the outside looking in, it's how can you not see? see? Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, I know I'm doing it as well. And yeah. Oops. Yeah. Know, I didn't see it either. Exactly. And you know, it's funny because when we're in that pattern, and we, we all do it, right? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it's part of humanness. Yeah. And um, what can happen, though, is as the person who is running the pattern, you can start to feel like people are slighting you mm. or, you know, get bitter or um, get resentful towards people because you feel you should have access to whatever it is and they're not giving it to you. Yeah, and it feels like it triggers a lot of stuff as well. Mm. When I'm in it, yeah, and I feel like I'm not getting it, you know, and I want it now, mm -hmm. and why are they ignoring me? And oh, I'm being rejected, and it's like a spiral downwards. Yeah, and I, I found myself thinking, what? Well, where does this come from? Yeah, you know, where does it come from? Yeah, so I feel like it comes from the patterns of scarcity and also very low self worth. So those two are the things because a lot of times people will start to feel like it will trigger the I'm not important. And then when the I'm not important starts to get loud, these people will start to act on that even more. So they try to compensate for it. Does that make sense? Like they're ignoring me, I'm not important. Okay, well then I'll make them pay attention to me. You know, it's kind of a weird dynamic that can happen there. And that's when you get the, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, and a lot more drama. Yeah. Yeah, and oh. just, um, it's funny. And the other pattern that comes up is righteousness. Oh which is kind of interesting that that pattern evolves. It's like this little package that happens, I find, with self and time. It's not like one pattern. No. It's like a cascade of patterns. Uh -huh. And the other one is, like I said, righteousness. Like, I am correct. I am right. My <laughs> viewpoint. It's like you should place a crown on someone's head, you know? It's like my <laughs> viewpoint is the one that's correct. Uh -huh. And then we're very vulnerable because we're in that pattern of... Um, you know, people criticizing us mm -hmm. because we're becoming more and more unstable. Mm -hmm. We're becoming more and more caught in these distortion patterns, more and more up in our heads. And like, like I said, in that perspective of the little S self. And so we're very vulnerable to people's 
criticisms or judgments or even our perception of their judgment, which is interesting. They may not even be judging you at all, but there we are in our patterns, and now all of a sudden we think that they're whatevering. So. Oh, I'd love to share a story. Yeah, please. Yeah, just when you said that, because uh, I had an incident uh, at one point, and um, I'd gone away for the weekend, mm -hmm. and I hadn't been there to respond to a person, and they'd messaged me, and they'd emailed me, and then they started to get abusive. You know, I found this when I got back, of course. Mm -hmm. And it started as, can you? And it ended up as, how dare you not take me seriously? You know? <laughs> and, you know, I'd been away the whole weekend. I hadn't seen one of the messages. And I thought, wow. Yeah. You know, and that's how fast it happens. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. And it had nothing to do. I mean, you weren't deliberately trying to ignore this person no, at all. No, I wasn't you there. Just, you just weren't even there. And that's the interesting thing about that perspective is that, we can create this idea that it's you take it personally. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Like it's being like that action, your non-action is directed personally to them. It had nothing to do with them. Yeah. And that's what I mean by you're very mired in the small little S self. S self, yeah. yeah. Just it's like all about you. It's, it has nothing to do with you. And that protection, yeah. you know, because how, you know, I don't want you hurting me. me. How do mm -hmm. you reject me? Yeah, <gasps> yeah. So it's that low self-worth pattern. So all that stuff starts start to spiral and amplifies itself and it gets really loud, right? Because all these distortion patterns are cascading together mm. and amplifying each other and it gets louder and louder and louder and louder. So that's what's interesting about self-entitlement that I've noticed also is that it, um, there's very little accountability on the person, on the, mm. from the, on the person's part. Like yeah. they don't really recognize what's happening. And the thing about accountability and being aware of what you're doing is it's critical in order to accelerate on, frequ on, on frequency level or in spirit level, oh, yeah. right? If, you, if you're not mindful of what you're doing, if you aren't being aware, self-aware, then you can't catch your distortion patterns and you can't remove them. And as a result, you don't go anywhere. You just stay at the same frequency resonance over and over and over again. Recycling the same, same patterns. Yeah. And you create more of the same reality and more people don't respond to you in the way you want, so you go cycling back into that distortion pattern of self-entitlement, and then you have all this, like, you're stuck in your little essay. You see what I'm saying? That oh, reality totally. just, like, keeps creating itself over and over and over again. Yeah. So. Yeah, because feeding into what you're saying, so, you know, when I saw these emails, I responded very gently and mm -hmm. said, no, this is not personal. I just haven't been here. Mm -hmm. I've had, this is the first time I'm seeing your messages. So please, you know, don't take... I got no response, just... You know, yeah. asking the question again, I thought, okay, so how do we, as you're saying, the looping, it's a small L self, it's a lineage pattern, a cultural pattern, a programming society. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's interesting. I feel like it's a pretty, it's a pretty fundamental human pattern because it's linked into the mind. Uh -huh, so it's still so, coming back. To, yeah, it's uh, still coming back to the mind. So can it be louder in some people because of the lineage? Absolutely. Uh, okay. And it depends. What's interesting to me is it happens a lot in lineage patterns, especially if there has been some disempowerment in that lineage. Oh, so from? For, from in some way. So for example, um, um, if females have been really disempowered, oh. for example, in that particular lineage or that particular culture, uh -huh. I've noticed that entitlement can get very loud. 
Does that make sense? Because that's their way to assert their power. It's to go into this sort of like louder, like demanding, more active, more sort of like aggressive mm -hmm. way of claiming their right to what they feel they don't really have access to. Uh -huh. Does that make sense? Totally. So that can happen in certain cultures. Kind of like overcompensating. Overcompensating. Ah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of interesting to watch that. It's almost like, like again, I know it sounded weird that I started with scarcity, mm -hmm. but it's like if you don't feel like you're empowered and you have to like hustle to like claim what you have access to. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, I'm not gonna have access to it. So I'm gonna have to be a little bit more demanding, a little bit louder, like the squeaky wheel. Yeah. You know, what is it? The squeaky wheel gets the attention. <laughs> 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 I don't know, it's like something about a it's squeaky wheel. louder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it's the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? You're the one who gets all, I don't know why grease is particularly good in this case, but like, <laughs> but in this particular case, if you're, you know, if you're louder, then you won't be overlooked because uh -huh. you will be given, if you're just quiet and complacent, then who's gonna pay attention to you and give you your due, mm. right? You have to be loud in order to be seen so that you can get access to whatever it is you need access to. What you think you're scarce in. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right, so say I'm a person watching this discussion mm -hmm. and I'm wanting to check myself out to sort of see, well, do I run them parts? I don't so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How would I recognize it? Like in my daily actions, you know, do you have any kind of tips or ideas or how I could watch myself or or ascertain yeah. when I'm being a bit of a diva, you know, yeah, totally. self-entitled yeah. little diva? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all do, you know, we all have our moments. Yeah. And I just want to reinforce to people, the reason Self-entitled entitlement is really important to watch for is because it's easy when you're in it to not be aware that you're in it. Mm -hmm. And then you get locked into the little S self-perspective instead of being able to have the bigger and the more highly resonant or highly vibrating perspective of the big S self, yeah. right? Of you as, as consciousness, which is not very concerned about lack. It, it's, it, you know what I mean? It has a different, bigger perspective. Yeah. And so in that perspective of consciousness where you are infinite, there is no lack, mm -hmm. you know? You don't need to prove anything or be really loud to deserve to get something. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't need self-entitlement at that perspective because you've accessed everything. So I would probably take what you've said from my understanding mm -hmm. and probably say something like, I'm not looking for that outside validation anymore. Is that the similar kind of thing you're saying or is that just... Yeah, because you don't need, so yes, actually, so uh, we're saying something slightly different, but your point is excellent, which is when you are in the big S perspective and when you are internally strong enough, you don't need validation from someone else, right? right? You know that you have access to whatever you need and you understand your ability to co-create. Yeah. Okay? So it's very different. Mm. That perspective is not based in scarcity. Yeah. So um, that's a really different perspective and one which is very freeing because then you don't care so much about what other people think of you. Yeah. And you don't have to like um, try so hard to manipulate other people to get what you think you need or what yes. you think you want or whatever. Yeah. And so because, and also because that perspective is so much bigger, it's more generous. Mm -hmm. It's more inclusive and it's more aware of its impact on everything. You know, when we start to have that perspective of consciousness, you're aware of how your actions ripple out into everything. Oh yeah. Right? And yeah. so there's a consequence to that, you know? And um, in any case, I would say that how you know, to, to get back to your question, which was more um, direct, which is how do you know that you're in it? If you uh, notice that 
it's like you're trying to get someone to do something all the time. So it's a form of control. Oh, Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're trying to get someone to respond. So whatever it is, meaning like you're trying to guilt them, you're trying to scold them into it, how dare you? So if you go into those kind of behaviors where you're trying to control the person uh -huh. because you feel like you want a certain outcome, one question you might want to ask yourself is like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, Am I being entitled here? Like, mm -hmm. do I really have a right to be demanding this from this person? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, that's good because, I mean, I, I could use that language. So what I'm hearing you say is, mm -hmm. if I'm starting to use that language, whether it's internally or externally, mm -hmm. then maybe take a step back and say, well, hang on. Mm -hmm. Is this me just requiring something in that moment? Or is this me moved into my small S self, mm -hmm. feeling this lack or scarcity, and now I'm trying to control it? Yes. Because, I mean, I have kids, so, yeah. you know, there are times where I say, get your washing. Yes. You know, but that's different, yes. right, from what you were actually saying. It's, yes. It's, you've moved in, it's an inter... And is there a physical response at the same time? Just as I'm saying it, you know, when I'm moving into that kind of language, where I'm... Listen, yeah. You know, yeah. There's like a physical response as well, as opposed to when I'm telling my kids, Get your washing now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Being a mom. Yeah, certain things have to be done. But I don't feel like, and I feel like um, for a lot of people who have self-entitlement, it's not everybody, but a lot of people, they'll have like a contraction in their heart space or in their solar plexus oh. because they're trying to get something to happen because they feel it should be a certain way. Ah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And people are not doing what they feel <gasps> should happen. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So that happens a lot. And, you know, I'm not in the inbox that much in customer service for Frugal Luminosity. We have a whole team that deals um, with the in emails that we get from yeah. our clients. And But I, I do get forwarded sometimes um, people people's, let's call them requests. And I remember we had one person who had these escalating requests for what it is they felt we should be doing. You know, they felt like because... Um, one of the things was, you know, our meditation time that we were giving for, you know, you know, tens if not a hundred people should be moved because it didn't meet her schedule, you know, oh. or that, you know, she felt like she wanted to have a different time for an individual appointment, but it was already taken, but she really wanted us to kick someone else out of the appointment so that, you know, she could have it. Wow. And, I, and I was like, wow, that's quite demanding. And mm -hmm. there was like a whole slew of, let's call them requests uh -huh. <laughs> from this person. When I was listening to you, what yeah. it actually brought up for me as well is, okay, so we all can be um, in that moment of being uh, self-entitled, mm -hmm. but it's also recognizing when somebody's has that expectation of us, you yeah. know, when we, we're meeting somebody full on that's in that self-entitled mode yeah and how do you know how do we work with that person yeah because you know, no doubt you know yeah there's yeah. lots of them out there oh there's like, lots and as i said because polarization is going up it's getting they're getting louder yeah. you know yeah <laughs> and the demands are not softening yeah yeah, yeah yeah so i would say this is a really opportune moment for you to hold your space uh -huh. okay because it's really about being in your center and you're like, okay, you're having your experience over there. You're trying to push into my space with whatever your demands are. Uh -huh. So you can have your demands and I don't have to meet them. Um, be okay with what it is that I'm able to offer. Mm -hmm. That's okay. So that's part of holding your space and also being neutral, right? It's just mm -hmm. like, okay, well, if they need to go away because you, because I am not able or willing 
to do whatever they are, let's call it requesting or demanding, <laughs> then the fact that they go away is okay. So meaning addressing the distortion patterns of fear of loss, coming into more neutrality, mm. you know? And it's sort of like, we don't know what lessons they're meant to learn. Mm -hmm. And they are meant to have whatever experience they have. And so to know that in all of that, also to have compassion. Yeah. But I don't mean compassion and then therefore they're allowed to run over you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, wow, they've to see them as a human being who is having all these challenges mm -hmm. and to be like, wow, that is those are difficult choices that they're making. Yeah. And chances are this person has experienced it, not just with me, mm -hmm. but with multiple people yeah, <laughs> in their lives. Mm -hmm. And that probably translates into not a great experience for them. Yeah. And it's not like, ha ha, they're such a cow. They deserve that. You know, it's not about that. It's more like that sucks for them yeah. because that's what they're creating in their life. And they cannot come into my space. Like, that's fine that they demand that. Yeah. But that is not allowed. And I'm not going to drop my frequency resonance because they demand it. Yeah, and because there's two points in there that I want to connect with. Yeah. One of them, like you just finished there saying, you know, they, they don't get to come into my space mm -hmm. because when I'm in that big S self, I'm enough. Yes, Right. So exactly. I don't feel that lack. Yeah. And when I'm in that big S self, I also recognize that I too can be yes. that person. So, yeah, there is a way to function in this reality at the moment where there is this polarity and this pattern seems to be showing its face yeah. a lot. So you're saying, to summarize, hold your space, yep. be neutral, mm -hmm. and what was the last part? Or was there a last part? Um, and to have compassion. And for have their compassion. compassion. Yes. So, and that, again, I just want to emphasize, a lot of times compassion is confused with allowing someone to roll over you, yeah. right? Because like you feel bad for them, whatever. I don't mean feel bad. I mean like, wow, the choices they are making are creating hardship for them. Mm. And that is the journey that they are choosing. That sucks as a journey. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. sucks as an experience. So it means that you understand them, but it's not like you open your heart to them because you feel bad for them. You should feel guilty or something like that because they're not getting in their way. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Totally. So I just mean compassion from the sense of, I, I see where they're coming from. I recognize that sometimes I do that too. Maybe not to that extent, but mm. I do that too. Yeah. And that's not okay in terms of them trying to control me or trying to get me to do anything. You're just solid in yourself. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And if you are curious about holding your space, uh, there's episode 120 called Steady She Goes, Holding Your Space. That's always a good one. Yeah. Uh, if you don't really know what that means. But we did a whole episode um, on holding your space and what that means. Because um, some people, um, in the face of um, dealing with someone else who's self-entitled. People who are self-entitled try to push into everyone's space. So if you can't hold your space, they're gonna keep pushing into yours. They're totally. gonna find people who can they can who can they can, they can cow, you know yeah. what I mean? Like who they can push into their frequencies into their space because it works. Yeah. So the more you hold your space, the less they're gonna want to be in your field. Yeah. Really, because they're not gonna get what they want. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So practice holding the space. Yes. All right. That's going to be a big one. Yeah, it is. And for <laughs> Especially some, right now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that for some people, you know, you have people in your lives that do that all the time, you know, oh. who are very entitled, very demanding, very um, 
angry, very whatever, fill in the blank. And as hard as it is, I mean, uh, they are an interesting uh, opportunity, even though challenging, to hold your space. And just, they're probably there for you to strengthen at this time. I was just going to say, to help you strengthen. Especially I find the hardest is the closer relationships. Like oh, for sure. Husband, children. Parents. Parents. Siblings. <laughs> yeah. Close friends. <laughs> whatever it is. It doesn't mm -hmm. really matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Those are the hardest ones for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. That is super helpful. I'm going to be able to watch how to recognize it and then know exactly what the next step is for me to do. Yeah. Thank awesome. you. You're welcome. For those of you who are new or about to start the Group Frequency Calibration, or GFC, this is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down, or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find that they go into varying degrees of altered state. Please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay. Here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for Duyu Diva. So this particular group frequency calibration is to give you more clarity for when you are running a pattern of entitlement. Okay, because oftentimes we can just start to think that people are being mean to us or they're being rude or that um, they're treating us poorly or they should be doing something different. And we don't realize that we are running a pattern of entitlement. And so it can really slow us down and have a really challenging experience with others. So it's helpful to be aware when we are running this pattern so that we can release it. Okay, so here we go, settling in. Becoming aware of your body. Noticing the heaviness of your body as it sinks into whatever is supporting you. Noticing if you still have tension in your body that is having difficulty coming into ease. Noticing if your body feels cool or warm, or perhaps even just hot. Just noticing. Good. And now please become aware of the entire backside 
of your lower half of your body. Okay, so from your waist all the way down to your heels. So that would be over the lower back, over your butt, the backs of your thighs, the backs of your knees, down the backs of your calves, all the way down to the backs of your heels. We often aren't aware of the backside of our body. We're so focused on what's ahead of us. So bringing our awareness to where we often do not have our focus. Noticing what this part of the body is touching. Good. And now bringing your attention, please, to your breath. Noticing your breath as it is right now, without changing it. Notice if you feel compelled to change it. And after a couple of seconds of noticing your breath, allowing the breath to become more full, much deeper, much, much slower. Good. And now please imagine your breath expanding and contracting in all directions around you, like in a sphere, like a balloon that expands and contracts. Usually we only think of our breath in a single direction if we ever think of it at all like that. So this time, imagining your breath like a balloon expanding and contracting all around you. Mm -hmm. Good. And now please bring your attention to your surroundings. becoming aware of the soundscape around you. And if you can, notice the sounds that are closest to you that are repetitive. Okay, it's very easy for us to tune out those noises because they just become sort of like white noise, but really noticing those sounds as well. So perhaps you'll notice the whirring of a fridge somewhere over your left shoulder, not too far away. And somewhere in front to the right, quite far away, there's the hum of traffic. So whatever it is for you, noticing the direction and relative distance 
from which the sounds are coming. Mm-hmm. Excellent. And now, please blink your eyes open and notice the quality of the light. Keeping your gaze soft, not focusing on anything particular, just noticing the quality of the light, which is different depending on what time of the year it is, what time of day it is, what the weather is doing, how much pollution there is in the air, just noticing the quality of the light. And now, after having noticed the quality of the light, keeping your eyes open, please triangulate. Which means, for those of you who are new, to be aware of three inanimate objects in the space around you and to notice the distance between each object and you, and then feel that distance. So for example, if object A is the armchair, noticing that the armchair is about six feet to you. So you would feel, or I'm sorry, you would notice the six feet to you, and then you would feel the six feet to you. And you would do that for objects B, and C. And you'll notice that as you do this with each object, your sense of where you are in space becomes more clear, more present, and more focused. And whenever you have completed triangulation, Blinking your eyes closed and bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest in your nipple line. Let's take a nice deep breath together, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of four. And then whenever you're ready and have finished your four count, releasing your breath at the speed and intensity you prefer, holding your breath out for as long as you can. Noticing the count of that breath. And whenever you have completed that one single long breath, breathing normally, keeping your attention in your heart space, potentially bringing a hand or a finger to this spot, just to keep your attention focused on it. So what we're doing is that we are waiting for the mastermind to coalesce and become coherent. So whilst we wait for that to happen, for those of you who are new, please know that I'm working on you at the group 
and the subgroup level. That depending on the speed of the mastermind and how high the frequencies are that we're working with, I sometimes work in silence because when I'm working with really high frequencies to make sound only drops the frequency resonance, which does not serve you. I also do make sound, so you may hear me yawn, hum, or exhale sharply, and that's how I sometimes remove some of the stickier, heavier distortion patterns. And if I say something that really resonates with you, it's likely a distortion pattern that you run. And if I say something that you really resist, like it couldn't possibly be you, then it's also likely a distortion pattern that you run. So I invite you to remain open, curious, and to explore further. Good. So now that the mastermind has become coherent, keeping your attention in that heart space, all the way down to your belly button, in a straight line, through the front center of the body. Let's go ahead and ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source? And that question, for those of you who are new, again, is how can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source. Good. As you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this vast space, imagining, being aware of, or just knowing that a brilliance is starting to get brighter at its very, very core. And because you have your attention on it, it starts to expand in all directions, getting even brighter through all of your cells, your organs, out through your bones, your muscles, and your flesh, all the way out through the pores of your skin into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Good, becoming aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Good. And now please become aware 
of the space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm pulling your frequency resonance up, irrespective of where it began. How high your frequency resonance is dictates everything from how your life looks, how you perceive it, how much momentum you can experience, and how much distortion you can release. It is one of the most important things we do together. Good. Bringing your attention, please, to your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line. Placing a hand here or finger. In addition to your solar plexus, which is between your belly button and the base of your sternum, which is that big thick bone in the center of your chest where your ribs meet in front of your body. So with a hand on each spot or a finger on each spot, just keep your attention here. So depending on what subgroup you're in, there's a a lot of uh, different distortions here. So one is what I would call like stubborn indignation. All right. So sometimes uh, when we're in our, our running patterns of entitlement ourselves, we can get caught in this pattern of stubborn indignation. So everyone else is wrong and we are correct. All right. So there's that pattern. There is the uh, pattern here of the attachment to being right. Okay. Uh, the next pattern has to do with um, being attached to uh, your perspective as the um, perspective around which everyone else must conform. Okay, so very stuck in the little s self-perspective. So these are just uh, three of um, a knot of patterns here. So helping you to release these so you have more clarity. So all you have to do is keep your attention on those two spots, the heart and in the solar plexus, breathing. Noticing if you have resistance in the body, if anything feels stuck. It may not, it's fine. Some of you will experience that though. 
just breathe and know that that experience is simply the distortions leaving you. So they're temporary. Good. Imagining or becoming aware of, sensing, feeling, or just knowing that same brilliance that was deep within you that amplified just minutes ago, that same brilliance. Expanding out in all directions around you. attention now please just to the solar plexus between the belly button and the base of the sternum yep this is attachment to our perspective the limited perspective of our ego mind uh, for some of you there's stubbornness here as well so releasing this okay again it doesn't serve you if you're only stuck in this perspective without any perspective on how you're impacting other people. It doesn't make your relationships better. It makes your experience worse. So let's release this so you can start to see more clearly and release what does not serve you. Here we go. Nice. Bring your attention to your heart space right in the center of your chest. Releasing the triggering you experience when you see entitlement from others. So for some of you, it's a lot, and some of you, it doesn't really bother you. Whatever it is, releasing this distortion from within you. Again, so you can be more aware of this distortion of entitlement with some distance so you can release it. Good. Yeah, good. Bring your attention, please, now to the xiphoid process right at the base of the sternum. And about three inches or seven centimeters directly beneath it in a straight line down towards the belly button. Clearing out the pain body because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work was done, which makes integration harder. 
This brings us to the end of this group frequency calibration. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support. If you'd like an opportunity to ask me questions in real time, then subscribe to the Spherical Luminosity YouTube channel and click the reminder bell to be notified when I'm about to go on live. For the latest news about upcoming events and to be notified when sessions with me are released, subscribe to our newsletter. Join us and let's rise together.